Hello, I'm Emma Barton and it's my absolute pleasure to welcome you to a new series of The Petcast, brought to you by leading pet charity Blue Cross. Now, I'm recording this podcast at home, but I'm not alone. Oh no, I am being kept in the best company by my 12 and a half year old Parsons Russell Terrier. She's called Poppy. She's having a little cheeky nap behind me. So uh, apologies if you hear her snoring, scampering across the floor or even breaking wind. So we are releasing this series with the nights drawing in and autumn well and truly upon us, which means bonfire night is on its way and while many love the magic of the displays the food stalls and the sparklers it's not a love shared by many of our pets there's no way of explaining what a firework is to a pet it can happen at any time it's very loud possibly painful it doesn't make any sense claire stallard is a senior animal behaviorist at blue cross she's here to tell us why pets can find fireworks so scary and how to make the experience slightly more bearable for them and for my little poppy dog. I would really encourage owners to act calm, set the tone, be as relaxed as possible. So actually there's nothing to be worried about. It's just fireworks, they're not gonna hurt us. And this is what we do on the Petcast. Have candid conversations around the big issues facing pet lovers like me and you, with some of the UK's leading pet experts who are on hand to give us their best tips, tricks and guidance. Claire, welcome to the Petcast. Thank you. Lovely to have you. Are you a fan of fireworks yourself without being a bit of a killjoy? Well, actually, I do enjoy fireworks. I won't deny that. Um, (laughs) But I am actually a little sound sensitive myself. I'm not a big fan of the noises that they make, but I do like the visual displays. But I think I am very aware of the distress that it causes pets and, and people who have pets that are very distressed by them so I I do like them but I I like organized fireworks displays me too I I don't like them going off uh, randomly I find that scary myself and so do my children and so do pets so yeah I'm all for the organized displays Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm with you with that. And I love them as well. I don't want to sound like I'm being a boring, boring. No. Car, but it is, it, yeah, it's uh, it's the organized ones that can be so pretty and so lovely and everyone loves them. But what is it, Claire, about the fireworks that make, apart from the obvious, I guess, makes it so terrifying for our, our lovely furry friends? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think um, there's a variety of reasons, really. Animals have such acute hearing, um, much better hearing than we have. And actually, it's likely to be quite painful, some of the loud bangs and whizzes. And we're all pre-programmed to be a little bit worried about things that startle us. Um, And it's interesting, actually, because a lot of young children are very frightened of fireworks until they understand what they are and can learn to enjoy them. Um, so lots of reasons. A lot of it is the unpredictability. Um, I think particularly these days, actually, fireworks season is far longer than it ever used to be. Um, it's very easy to get fireworks and being startled, you can't prepare yourself. And there's no way of explaining what a firework is to a pet. You, you know, obviously have a huge language barrier. They don't have the comprehension. Mm. So it can happen at any time. It's very loud, possibly painful. It doesn't make any sense. And as I say, we're all pre-programmed to be worried by by startling loud noises because that could mean danger so it makes perfect sense if you're a pet to be worried about the loud bangs and the sudden flashes oh well I dread it I, I mean uh, poppy dog is is 
it's 12 and a half now. And this time of year, you think, right, we're now in for it for a good, like yeah. you say, six months. Yeah. It's not just bonfire night anymore. No. It's, it starts off, you know, Halloween, bonfire yeah. night, then the run up to Christmas, the all yeah. people's parties and, well, you know, before COVID and everything, mm. uh, New Year. Mm. And it. you said just a minute ago that it, it can be painful. Mm. What do you mean by that? Really hurting their ears? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess we'll never truly know, but they yeah. have... They, we do know that their hearing is far, far better than ours. They can hear high frequencies, low frequencies. The range is far greater than, than ours is. And some of the, the sounds, I think, from a human point of view, can be quite painful and we startle, don't we? So I think mm. there's good reason to to believe that some of those noises would, would hurt ears. Well, I want to sort of see if we can invent sort of like doggy or cat earmuffs. Well, they do actually exist. Do um, they? There, there, there are certain ear muffs plugs that have been developed for that purpose um, and they can actually be quite helpful for some dogs in particular but it takes a bit of getting used to yeah. they wouldn't be for all dogs and they you would have to really get a dog used to wearing something like that but certainly for dogs who find their sounds extremely distressing it's something that can be woven into a, a behavior plan at some point yeah how are you trying to say look listen p- please put your ear defenders yeah. on because this is going to help you that I mean she would she'd be like get them off me mm. now do all pets find fireworks distressing I know we're talking about dogs in particular but you know I, I worry about you know the wildlife, the deer. I mean, you can't give them cuddles or, I mean, I don't know if that's the right thing to do anyway. (laughs) I'll ask you later, but... Yeah, it's distressing for all animals if you don't know what they are. Um, Some pets appear to be less affected. So I have an old dog, he's 13 now, and all through his life, he's been largely unaffected by fireworks, but I never take that for granted. I always really prepare, you know, the night. We never go out <laughs> during fireworks or anything like that. But when we've had gunshots occasionally, you know, we've been close to fire ranges, fireworks have gone off. He's pretty resilient. So there'd be lots of reasons for that. So I think that some pets really well socialized dogs, dogs that may be a bit more genetically pre- predisposed to be a bit more robust they tend to be a little less affected, but anything can change. I could definitely take my dog into a garden and firework go off and I may then have a problem with fireworks. So never take it for granted if your pet does appear to be less affected than other pets. Yeah, you might have a, you know, a, a, a puppy and think, oh yeah, no, it's not bothering yeah, them. Yeah, you're fine, you, actually. You, you won't ever, yeah, you, no. You and know. So that yeah. actually comes on nicely to what we can and can't do. So sure. One of the things we sort of then, we did a bit of homework and, um, you know, online and thinking what can we do to sort of prepare Poppy for, you know, coming up to firework. And we were thinking of um, you can get the sound effect apps and things like that and have them on in the background. Is that a good idea? It's a fantastic idea, but not at the moment. The last thing you want to do at this current time is begin a behavior program or a desensitization program now, because actually you might make the problem worse. The time to do that is after fireworks season. So perhaps in spring. Unfortunately, I think because we're all busy, what tends to happen is you don't really think about it until fireworks season mm. is upon us true. so yeah. um it's all about the management and the preparation now making sure that the environment is really suited to your pet and to try to make it as safe for them as possible so i wouldn't encourage anybody to download any fireworks apps or anything like that because as i say you may actually have the opposite effect you may begin to sensitize them to those noises so they're absolutely fantastic usually under the guidance of a um a behaviorist too um, but 
don't do that now. As I say, it's all about the management and the preparation to make things as comfortable for them as possible. Things like making sure you walk them earlier on in the day, making sure that they're, they've got their collar on at all times. If you're the sort of person that takes their collar off when they come in the house, I do that. But around fireworks season, I'll make sure that he always has a collar on just in case, because you never know if there's a risk of bolting, then I want somebody to be able to identify my dog quickly. Making sure that you draw the curtains. Have If your dog is, or, or cat is happy with having the television on, then you can crank that up a little bit when there's a firework display going on. So there's lots of things you can do for cats. Cats love to hide. In fact, dogs do too, but cats, it's their preferred method of avoiding scary things. That's their go-to. So, And they like to get up high as well. So it's important to prepare their environment well in advance of the actual season and the evening itself that you provide lots of opportunities that they can do that. So magic cardboard box, everyone knows that cats love, they can't resist a cardboard box, (laughs) but let them find them. Don't encourage your cat to find a cardboard box. Cats like to find things themselves because they love being invisible. They like to have control of, of where they escape. So providing cardboard boxes, making sure they can access shelves, perhaps cupboards, if that's okay. You can even move the um, like your sofa a little bit away from the wall to create a tunnel. So yeah. cats love going behind sofas. So cats prefer to avoid, to hide. So just providing opportunities for that. I, I know one day, I think it was Christmas or something, ready to take Poppy for her sort of ablutions. <laughs> and uh, fireworks were going off and I was like, right. And we waited and waited and waited and we thought, right, this is it. The um, firework display is over. It wasn't actually a display. It was people, you know, doing their own little thing. And, of course, I then took her out and then, yeah, one went off. And she wanted to bolt. She wanted to, I, yeah. I mean, I didn't know what, I was literally, she was like taking me with her. Is it because they want to run and hide? Yeah, most animals will want to hide and flee from something that scares them. Um, we all want to do that. And if they got the opportunity to do that, then it's something that they may do. So it's always important when you do take your dog out. I think even in the garden, actually, for a wee, mm. perhaps best to keep them on a lead just in case a firework wants to go off and then they may try and scramble over a fence. Yeah, that's true, actually. I didn't think about just even in your garden. Oh, I mean, we used to take Poppy out in the car. Uh, we yep. literally, we would we would go, right, okay. I mean, again, you never know what time they're going to start. But it's literally flask in the car, you know, about six o'clock, and just take her out and with the radio on and just keep driving. That We used to do that nearly every night, especially on a Friday, Saturday, for, for weeks. And yeah. I mean, that's not great for us, no. <laughs> no, and it's, and it's, and even you just, that worry of getting her into the car, getting her out mm. at that time, is yeah. it going to go off? It was just so, so stressful. It's certainly an option to be considered, I think, for some dogs. So if you happen to have a fireworks display that goes off really near you, or you know that your neighbours are going to be having a fireworks display, then actually a, a car journey might be much better mm. for your dog and for you as well actually so it's certainly something to be considered but as you say it's not ideal it's not. but if you do have a dog that is severely distressed then I think yeah. that, that that could be an option particularly if you have them in say a covered crate in in the back then that can block all the you know the sudden flashes having the radio on in the car can muffle the the sounds of the fireworks so it's certainly an option for some dogs that's interesting you said then, Claire, that um, about putting them in a, a, a crate, a covered crate. What I wanted to do 
was put her on my lap mm. and cuddle her. And it very much depends on the dog. And that's not a bad thing either. So right. um, if your little dog was more comfortable doing that, then that's absolutely fine. And if she's not used to a crate in the back of the car that's covered, then of course, having her on your lap is going to be much nicer for her. But for some dogs who are used to traveling in the back and they have a covered crate, that might be a much better option. But again, there's no one size fits all with fireworks. And I think that's the thing to really think about is that there are various options for you to consider, but you've got to work out which one will work for your pet. So, uh, you know, stroking and stuff like that, it's not, is it going to reassure them? Yeah, that's a really good question because it was um, thought that actually if you stroke dogs while they're worried or stroke cats while they're worried, then actually you can increase the fear. But there's no evidence to suggest that that's the case at all. So I would never say to somebody, don't stroke your, your cat or dog. The only time I would say not to do it is if they've chosen to find somewhere safe, perhaps under a bed or yeah, leave um, them alone. and that's that's the way that they are coping then to sort of pull them out and to start touching them it's just not what they want but if your dog attempts to get your attention if you calmly stroke them then that can actually be something that's is really good for them the thing that you what would want to avoid is to be worried yourself and sometimes that can be really hard if you've got a pet that's really distressed it's distressing for you as well isn't it so you really worry about them So I would really encourage owners to act, even if they don't feel it, act calm, set the tone, be as relaxed as possible. So actually there's nothing to be worried about. It's just fireworks. They're not going to hurt us. So just be really calm. So if your dog does come over to to get some attention, don't frantically stroke them and there, 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 you'll be okay. It's more like a nice, relaxing, you know, this is going to make you feel better as opposed to making them more worried because dogs in particular are really aware of our emotions and they pick up on them. So if they see that you're worried, they are. That, of course, is going to reinforce their concern. Yeah, that's fireworks. something that my mother and I are rubbish at. We, we, we do. <laughs> that she, she'd be like, she'd be like, oh, Poppy, I know, isn't it awful? Oh, it's noisy. Oh, it's horrible. And cuddling like that. that yeah, Mum, you did all that wrong. <laughs> we put Poppy on some karmas and the lead up to Bonfana the last couple of years. And I do feel that they did help. Would you suggest that this is a good idea to speak to your vet and maybe consider medication for your animals if they're that scared? It's a really important point and really worth considering if your pet is particularly distressed. Um, talk to your vet because they might be able to prescribe you some medication that may relieve some of that anxiety. So, yep, absolutely uh, talk to your vet about that because anxiety, distress, it's it's awful. And I don't think we can underestimate how troubled some pets can be so absolutely talk to your vet about it they might be able to help you now I find Poppy uh, got affected she knew it was it was firework time Mm. coming up I swear because she had a real sort of she developed a little bit of a phobia of the dark Mm -hmm. yeah and it, it, it was it the fireworks that that set them off do you think all animals are very smart when it comes to being able to predict something that scares them. It makes absolute sense that you can pinpoint the things that happen before the scary event, because that's from an evolutionary point of view, that's very helpful, isn't it? So you learn to avoid things that scare you. So what happens for your little poppy there is that she learns to predict that darkness happens before fireworks. You know, it's that smell in the air over autumn. It's um, things change, the clocks go back. We start to walk them and it's dark as opposed to to light. So they learn that that's the sequence in which it happens. And dogs with a very strong fear 
are fireworks. They quickly work that out. So I would say that's when your poppy, she begins to feel anxious because yeah. it's the anticipation that fireworks may happen. And that can start really early for some dogs. So of course, that's can be a complete nightmare for them and their owners because it could be a month before fireworks season actually hits us. Yeah, you can tell, you know, there's definitely a smell in the air and, you know, mm. with all the acorns yeah. and the... It changes. You know, it, 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 it changes the leaves. Yeah. So is it a good idea to sort of change up their walking routine? Say, for example, I walked Pops in the morning. I'd probably give her another long walk, sort of um, about sort of tea time. Maybe is will she be all right if I did that at three o'clock before it got dark now? Yeah, I would swap those walks around. So I would say that your main walk, uh, do it well in daylight, well before um, dusk. And it might be that you just restrict your dog to one walk, actually, because some people will set fireworks off um, at dusk even before then so I would say walk your dog as early as you possibly can and maybe just a quick potter to let them relieve themselves prior Mm. to dusk and then hopefully they'll be uh you know they're well exercised before the event and they've um you know they've relieved themselves as well she's wandered off now I think she's just just the just talking about this this fireworks (laughs) she's like I've had enough so if you just heard that noise there she's just (laughs) scampered off bless her what about our um Smaller pets, like my uh, friend's got a rabbit. Well, she's got two rabbits. She keeps indoors, but um, mm-hmm. what what about those? Yeah, and I think the smaller pets are often forgotten, actually, because their behaviour often has less impact on us. But, of course, they will be just as scared and worried about fireworks because they're the same as cats and dogs. Very, very acute hearing. Would like to avoid and flee if possible. So, again, it really depends on the individual. So if you've got rabbits outside, then if possible sometimes it's a good idea to bring them inside but then you do have to consider the individual rabbit for some rabbits that might be quite stressful to be brought inside actually if they yeah. could have been brought inside but if it's something that you do regularly then perhaps bringing them inside would be an option for you I have rabbits it's not an option for me they don't like it inside they love being outside so I make sure that their their hutch is covered and they've got lots of hiding places in their run that they have access to so providing options for them to flee making sure that they can do what comes natural to them and for rabbits it would be to find somewhere dark um rabbits inside again they would prefer to um to find somewhere dark but again the same things apply really indoor rabbits tend to be used to you know the television the radio all of those noises already so again you could turn up the volume a little bit not too much rabbits have really sensitive ears sticking um you said uh, yours are outside what do you do do you stick like uh, some blankets I've just got over like a thick top? blanket and yeah. um some tarpaulin um if if it rains and I pop that over the front of the hutch just to block out the, the flashes and hopefully muffle some of those noises as well but as I say if I was to bring my rabbits in that would be more stressful for them yeah, so as long as do. I make sure that they've got opportunities to hide and hopefully a quieter place to rest then I can minimize the stress that they may feel what about um things like horses I mean you can't stick a blanket no over absolutely them, so. yeah um horses there's a massive risk of bolting and fleeing with horses so you've really got to look at the individual setup that you have for your horse so bringing a horse in is not always going to be an option because actually some horses would find that really stressful being stabled so they tend to do better with um, their companions it's good to have someone to watch them as well. So if your horse is at livery, it might be good to have a rotor on with the, the people who keep horses there as well, just to make sure. I mean, horses are such big animals. And if they do escape, then of course, that's a big risk, isn't it, to mm. themselves and to us, the roads. 
also do a bit of a, a risk assessment of their environment as well. Make sure that all of the fencing is secure. There's nothing that they're going to trip over in the field. Make sure that there's lots of opportunity to graze if you put a little more hay out for them. Same as inside as well. Keep them occupied. If your horse is stabled and that's that's what they do at, at night, then having a radio on if they're used to it, again, that can help too, muffling the sounds. But for some horses, having you there, that, that would help them. But I think because they are, there is a risk with horses, having someone there just to ensure that, you know, nobody bolts and get themselves into danger. And communication is vital, you know, ensuring that no one in the local community is going to be setting off fireworks near horses. Mm, gosh, yeah. And I mean, I, I live in, out in the sticks and um, we have a lot of deer. And mm. of course, they're going to, and they're going to just bolt as well, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Just as terrifying for them, absolutely. Driving around firework at night, yeah, slow down care. those country absolutely. lanes because those deers and, yeah, like you say, just the animals are going to be running here, there and everywhere yeah. and we can't yeah, absolutely. look after them. And uh, So, you know, what we're going to do this year, because I, that I don't think there's going to be many organised displays no, because of no. coronavirus. So a lot of people are going to be doing this at home, aren't they? So yeah. Definitely. And this is where communication with your community is so important. My local fireworks display has been cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um, I know lots of other people's displays that have been cancelled. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot more garden fireworks. So as a courtesy, I think it's great to let your neighbours know. And I think it, it does work well. There's lots of Facebook community groups these days. And I know from my own experience, if people do have garden fireworks, they will let their neighbours know. They let people know on the Facebook groups that you know we're having a garden party, and this gives owners an opportunity to really prepare their pets. The difficulty is, is if it's a surprise, because that's awful um, if it's a surprise to you. But if you can prepare, because you know that makes things a little bit easier for you. So this year, in particular, as you say, those big displays are likely to be cancelled. So let's get talking to each other about when fireworks are going to be let off and yeah you know in an ideal world keep it to one night oh now I like that please let it just be for one night (laughs) just one (laughs) night please I suppose going even going down to your local paper shop or your little stores around where near where you live and maybe Mm. put posters up I guess saying yeah please let us know if you're doing this because I do think there has been a, a bit more community um communication during covid so you would hope that this will extend to um, the fireworks season as well, appreciating that these big displays are going to be cancelled. So, you know, the onus will be on the people having those garden displays to let their their friends and neighbours I mean, know. It's a massive help. It really is. I mean, I, I personally, I think they should always be organised events anyway. It's just yeah. very, very difficult because of what we're all experiencing this year. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, ordinarily, yeah, I mean, the Blue Cross would love uh, fireworks to be restricted to organised events um, because anyone can purchase them. Anyone can set them off between 7am and 11pm any any night, any day. So this does make it really difficult to prepare. And, you know, as, as we both said earlier on, we enjoy fireworks. So it's not an outright ban that, that we're asking for, but no. just consideration. And it's not just our pets and wildlife, it's people as well. Yeah. Uh, vulnerable people can be scared of fireworks and it's just knowing when to predict them can be massively helpful. What are the, so you said about Blue Cross are really trying to push for more regulations on this. What Do we know what the, 
government are doing I mean they're doing trying to do a lot I guess yeah. at the moment this is probably the last thing on the month but it really is important to us so yeah there's no plans to regulate or restrict them to organized displays at the moment but it seems that supermarkets are certainly considering the impact on pets and people so I know some of the, the larger supermarket market chains are selling low noise fireworks and I think one of the supermarkets is just not selling them at all this year so oh, I fantastic. think and just the well, messaging on the fireworks I as well think, why do we have to have the noise and and, and yeah. like you said it's not just the animals it is people as well yeah. fireworks are beautiful and it's yeah. lovely and you know you know let's forget covid please for once getting a family together or your friends together you know mm. having a hot drink watching the display is yeah. beautiful yeah let's, I completely agree. let's let's push the manufacturers to say let's take the noise out We're, we don't yeah. need those noises no it's so all about the displays isn't it what they yeah. look like claire thank you so much for joining me today and i hope you have a happy safe and well quiet bonfire <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much thank you thank you That's it for this petcast, but there's tons more information on our website, bluecross.org.uk slash podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with fellow pet lovers. And if you love it, write us a review on your podcast app. It'll help people to find the series more easily. I'm Emma Barton. The Petcast is a Bengo Media production for Blue Cross. Blue Cross.